Hey guys, thanks for joining us on Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel Las Vegas. Subscribe to us on Apple and Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Spotify to get notified when new episodes are available to download or stream. You can also follow us on social media at PC Las Vegas and visit our website, praisechapellasvegas.com, to find out more about us and give online. Thanks again for joining and enjoy today's message. Hallelujah, hallelujah, amen. You ready to receive the word? Amen. Let's just receive the word of God. Amen. So let's just bow our heads now. Let's just get ready for the word. We, 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 we partake. We worship. We took we remembrance. We gave. And now God wants to give you something. God wants to bless us. Amen. So, Father, today, Father, we just come. Father, we're ready for your word. And so, Holy Spirit, come and have your way right now. Meet, upon, meet every single person, Father, those that have an ear. Let them hear what the Spirit of the Lord will say to them, Father. Father, I pray that they would hear the voice behind the voice, Father, that you would bring change and transformation because your word is alive and it's like a fire, Father God. Let it burn in the bones of your people, Father God, that will bring an excitement, Father God. Father, that we would tell the world about Jesus, my Lord. And so I pray right now, Father God, heal hearts and let there be signs, wonders, and miracles, Father, after the preaching of your word, Father, that you would move in full power, Father God. And Lord, we thank you this day in Jesus' name. And everyone says once again, amen. Hallelujah. We're in a series right now, amen, and uh, the series entitled, I'm All In. Somebody say, I'm all in. I'm all in. How many are getting in? How many are all in? <laughs> Hallelujah. Come on, we, we need to be a church that's all in, amen. We need to be all in and come on this is not a time to play this is not a time to 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 procrastinate it's not a time to you know feel like going to church and not going to church amen we need to be committed people can somebody say amen we need to be a people that say god i'm all in it's jesus or nothing amen uh, come on uh, uh, it's uh, you know it's, it's it's jesus or the highway amen We're, well i'm going all in amen uh, we need to give ourselves to the lord we need we got to understand today church that if we call ourselves christian we call ourselves disciples then we need to act like them and we need to be all in hallelujah in this series we are we are looking amen how we can be how we can commit our lives amen how we can get back into the zone sort of speaking amen and truly focus on god amen so that we say i we can stand in victory. How many want to stand in victory? Come on, right now we, we're going through some seasons, amen. It seems like a battle, we're losing, amen, or confused, or, or things like that. But I can tell you right now, the Lord goes before us, and he fights for you and I, because we have victory, amen. The battle is already won, church. Read the end of the Bible, amen. We win, the devil loses, hallelujah. And so we need to stand on victory, but you got to claim your victory. And the only way that you can claim a church, you got to be all in. You got to be all in. You know what, God? I'm standing here. I'm going to believe you. The winds are blowing. Amen. My house is being rocked right now, but God, I'm going to hold on. Amen. To you. Your word is alive. Amen. I'm all in. Come on. For better, for worse. Richer or poorer. Come on. I'm all in. Somebody say, I'm all in. My desire as a pastor is to see you reach your potential in God and see you fully committed. Nothing excites me more than a fully committed Christian. Come on, nothing excites me more than people coming week after week, uh, come on, month after month, year after year, uh, saying, I'm all in, amen, nothing's going to rock my house, things are coming my way, I may not be feeling well today, but you know what, I'm going to be glad when they send them to me, I'm going to the house of the Lord. Uh, now, I, I know now, if you're sick, stay home. <laughs> come on, yes, yes, come on. Before you got a little cough, you can still go to church. No, no, you got a little cough, stay home. <laughs> no, we, we're going to use a little wisdom now. I understand that, amen, but you know what I'm talking about, amen. We want to make sure, but I'm all in. You have to walk like chosen people. 
Come on, we are part of a royal priesthood, the Bible says. Amen. Come on. It says in 1 Peter chapter 2, 9 and 10, it says, But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him. Come on, say God. Who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. You were once not a people, but now you are a people of God. You have not once received mercy, but now you receive mercy. Tell your neighbor, I'm chosen. Tell your other neighbor, I'm all in. In our text that I've been using during this series, it's Second Chronicles chapter 16, verse 9. Second Chronicles 16.9. And the word of the Lord says this. The eyes of the Lord search the whole earth in order to strengthen. Listen. Strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. He's out to strengthen those hearts that are fully committed to him. See, when you're all in, God's all in. I said, when, when you're all in, God's all in with you. Come on, he's there to strengthen you. He's there to help you through those storms and through those battles, amen. He's there to strengthen those hearts who are fully committed to him. Those are the key words throughout this series, fully committed. Somebody say, fully committed. Some of you guys don't like saying that C word, huh? <laughs> Fully, <laughs> commitment requires something. You know, be, to be committed, amen, to be all in, amen, requires something from you. It requires your life. You, you no longer belong to yourself. You no longer can do what you want to do. You no longer can watch what you want to watch. You no longer can go where you want to go. You Come on, somebody, when you're fully committed to God, there are some things that you're going to have to release. But if you are fully committed, he says he'll strengthen you. Come on, how many need some strength from the Lord right now? Come on, we, we need some strength because things hit us out of nowhere, church. Come on, sit you, come on, this pandemic hit us out of nowhere, amen. It rocked the church, I can tell you that. It rocked people. But who, those whose hearts are fully committed, they stood focused. Come on, you can huff and puff all you want, devil, but you ain't going to blow my house down. Amen. Come on, full hearts are fully committed. We'll stand in and say, you know what? I'm fully in. God has my back. Amen. I've never been through this season, but God, the winds are blowing, but you know what? You are going to strengthen me. Your word says that hearts are fully committed. You'll strengthen. How many believe God's word? So I stand on that word, amen. you got to stand on the promises of God. It's those that stand or those that endure to the end shall be what? Saved. we got to stand, church. Come on. It's easy to stand when everything's going okay. It's easy to stand, amen. Come on. When, when you're standing and everything's all right, and come on, mama's happy, amen. Come on, the bills are getting paid. There's, there's some money in the bank, amen. Come on. But what happens when all that is gone? Can, can you stand still? Can you believe God still? Amen. Can you just say, God, I'm not going to leave you or forsake you, God. You've been too good to me, God. I'm going to stand and I'm going to believe because I'm all in. When I said I'm all in, I meant it, God. It wasn't all in when, it's, when you're doing things to me, God. When you're, you're giving me things, God, I'm all in. No, no, I'm all in no matter what. I'm all in when I don't even feel God because I know he's still there. He's still there, church. I know there's times, amen, he's, you feel he's not there. I know there's times when the enemy whispers, where's your God now? And those are the times you got to tell the devil, shut up. Devil, my God is there. He's working behind the scenes. He's about to do something. I'm all in. I'm going to stay right there. God wants to bless his people. And God blesses, listen, and strengthens peoples or our lives through relationships and friendships. The godly relationships in our lives actually help us become more like Jesus, church. Likewise, listen, ungodly relationships can also be harmful, harmful in your walk. Who you hang out is who you be. Come on. It's time to separate. 
God's calling us to separate. Get away. Don't hang out with the world. I'm not saying you can't be friends with the world, church. We all have unsafe loved ones, right? I'm not saying cut you off and say, oh, you're going to hell. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. We still reach out for them, but you can't hang out with them. There's, you got, there's, God is calling the church to separate. Why? Because he's coming. For a church without spot, without blemish, amen. Come on. We can't be hanging out with the world, church. We have to make a decision that, you know what? I'm all in. I'm all in, church. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, 33 says this. Do not be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. Listen, God created us to need people in our lives. When, 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 uh, and, uh, when our relationships with, with each other, amen, are not quite right, church, uh, there is a big emptiness in our lives. The emptiness is called loneliness. Emptiness is called loneliness, church. When we are not fully committed with friends, when we are not fully committed with other people, we feel lonely. And if you don't feel lonely, listen, then you just don't like people. Come on. And when you don't like people, that is not of God. Hello. That's not of God. If you have, if you feel, oh, I don't like that person. You know, oh, that, that person bugs me. You know, those are, those are not characteristics of God. Amen. We got to love everybody, church. <laughs> you may not like everyone, but you're going to have to love everyone, church. Come on. We, we got we to gotta love. Amen. God loved the unlovable. Come on, God, he didn't, it was not a respecter of people. He loved people. He got mad at the church, but he loved people. And, and if we call ourselves Christians and disciples and followers of Christ, and if he loves, we must love. God changed my heart. See, those are the things that you need to ask God. When you have some bitterness or hatred towards someone, God, fix my heart. God, I, help me to love like you love. Help me to see how you see, Lord. I, help me to be as you are, God. I, God, change my heart, God. I, help me to love the way you love, church. See, a person can be in a room surrounded by people, and there are some people that can still feel lonely because they don't engage. Come on, there are people that struggle. Listen, they struggle with loneliness. Proverbs chapter 27, verse 10 says this. Never abandon a friend, neither yours or your father's. Then in your time of need, you won't have to ask your brother for an existence. It's better to go to your neighbor than to your brother who lives far away. In other words, we need the support of friends, local friends, uh, support of people that we can help help us grow in our faith, church, uh, uh, that will be encouragers to us. Amen. Uh, we need godly people in our lives today. Come on, we need godly people. You don't need the media. You don't need Facebook. Uh, you don't need all this Instagram stuff. Amen. Uh, what you need is Jesus Christ. Amen. Uh, what you need is to open the word of God uh, and start reading the word of God and get closer to God. Amen. And get closer to people of God. Can somebody say amen? So today, we're going to look at actions that will help us become fully committed with our friends, especially those in the church. Look at somebody and say, I need you. I need you. I need you. Come on, I need you. So the first action, church, is simply start meeting people. Come on. You have to be a friend in order to have friends. Come on. Well, I have no friends. Will you talk to anybody? No. How are you going to meet friends if you're not interacting or meeting people? Amen. Come on. You have to put yourself in position to meet people. You see, no matter what 
stage of life you are in, uh, whether you are single or married, amen, whether you're in the, your 20s or in your 70s, uh, it's important to put yourself in position where you meet new people. And this is where you meet godly people that, can, that, 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 that God can bring into your life as friends. When I got saved, amen, God surrounded me with godly people. Amen. God, friends came to me, and I, and I came to them, and, and, and just it, it helped me build who I was, amen, and what I needed to be, amen. I was going through just getting saved, amen, and coming out of just a rough life, amen, and I needed some friends, but I needed, my, I needed godly friends, not my friends of the world. And the best way to meet friends is to get involved in the church. That's one way you can do. You can connect, meet, and grow with friends. Connecting is one of the most important aspects of the New Testament church. In the book of Acts chapter 2, verse 46 and 47, it says they worship together at the temple each day. They met in their homes for the Lord's Supper. Amen. Hallelujah. Come on, they shared their meals uh, and, and with great joy and generosity. And all while the, praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. Come on, nobody there was saying, oh man, they're here. Hallelujah. They, 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 they enjoyed each other, amen, hallelujah. They were praising God, enjoying the goodwill of people. And each day, listen, the Lord added to their fellowship those being saved. That is the church. This is the church that we came out of. That, this is right here, the mama church. This is the original mama church. This is where we all got birth out of. Every church, amen, is right here when they started to come together and God started to move, amen. Uh, come on, Peter comes out. You know the story. Preaches his first sermon, amen. 3,000 people get saved. They get baptized. And now they're meeting in homes, amen. Uh, they're fellowshipping. They're breaking bread, amen. Everybody's happy. Everybody loves everybody. Man, I want to be at that fellowship. Hallelujah. Come on, amen. They make you feel welcome, amen. Everybody's just loving on each other. And because of that, the Lord blessed them. How many know that love is contagious? Come on, how many know, man, man, you, you talk about good times. People say, where'd you go? And they want to be part of it. You see, they connected themselves not only to Christ, but to each other. And the results were joy. Somebody say joy. joy. And growth. Somebody say growth. Joy and growth. That, that's, that's a great combination. You get joy, you grow. Come on, sometimes you grow in fellowship. Hallelujah. <laughs> Come on, praise the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. We got an old saying in Prince Chapel. Amen. We don't lift weights. We lift plates. Hallelujah. <laughs> and we're buffer. I know we gotta take care of ourselves. I know, Amen. Come on. But it's a good time of fellowship, Amen. Joy and growth. That, that, that's the key, church. Uh, connecting, growing, unity, joy. That, that, that's what the church is supposed to be. Uh, that's how they were hanging out, Amen. That's how it started to grow and become the church that we are today, church. Uh, don't miss, listen, the, the opportunity to connect with others and to your and to grow in faith. Don't miss this opportunity, even as we gather in the church, amen. Uh, that's why, uh, you know, Facebook is great, and, 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 and having live stream is great, amen. Uh, but there's a disconnection still. And that's why I say we need to gather, amen, not scatter, amen. We need to come to the house of the God. We cannot forsake the assembly uh, of hanging out with one another, amen, encouraging one another, amen, being here for each other, especially in the time that we're in, amen. Uh, we need to come together because with that comes great joy. And you can leave a little, little stronger. You can grow a little more today, amen. Come on, somebody. It's coming together, amen, and being part of the family, amen. Don't miss the opportunity to gather. So the first action of being fully committed with friends is this. Put yourself in position to meet people. Amen? we got life groups that are going to start up. Starting off next, next month, amen. Life groups are connections. 
These are our Bible studies, amen. We, we'll, we'll, we'll let you know what's going on. Maybe we need to start another one, whatever it is. Uh, but life groups are connections, amen. A smaller group setting, amen, of coming together. Uh, you know what? Being a part of the cafe, you meet people every day. Come on, it's a time to smile. Hey, you're new here. God bless you. Good to see you. What do you want? A cup of coffee, amen. Hallelujah. Whatever it is, amen. Or you meet somebody in the cafe and say, you know what? You buy somebody a coffee. Hallelujah. Come on, it's coming together, amen. Come on, and we're, we're opening a new new cafe where we're going to come smiling, amen. Come on, we're not going to say, what do you want? Get her coffee. <laughs> We're going to serve with love, church. This is, this is the best connection right there, opening our cafe, coming a little bit earlier, coming and having some coffee, relaxing before service, connecting with people, amen, is the best place right there. Kids' church, connection, hallelujah. Come on, you connect with family, you connect with, uh, with moms and dads, amen, with your kids, amen. It's a great connection, church. Ecclesiastics chapter 4, verse 9 and 10 says, two people are better off than one. For they can help each other succeed. If one person falls, the other can reach out and help. But the one that falls alone is in real trouble. Come on. Two are better than one, church. And it goes on to say in verse 12, three are even better. For a triple braided cord is not easily broken. Come on. Especially when you have the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. We can make each other stronger, church, as we come together and connect with each other, grow with each other, meet each other. Come on. It's not time to be in a rush, church. It's time to slow down and be the church. Everybody's in a rush. Gotta go home. Huh? No shaking, no hanging, no hugging. Bye. <laughs> church can be impersonal sometimes, church. Come on, we, we're not trying to make it impersonal. I know that we need to wear restrictions. Uh, are, are, there's some, some restrictions going on, amen, and we're, we're going we're gonna to do that, amen. If someone doesn't want to get a hug or a high five, that's cool, man. We, we can still talk from a distance. We can still say hi. We can say, hey, good to see you, amen. But these are steps of going forward, church, to break this. This cannot be the new normal, church. We're not going to accept this. We will gather. We will come. We will assemble. We need to meet. There's people out there that need the church. They need hope, church. And we are going to be open no matter what, church. We're here. We're here. We're here. We need to support one another. Let's, let's not just be alone. Second action in being fully committed is to, is to provide encouragement. See, there are really two types of people in the world. There are those who will add value to your life. These are the ones that will make you feel better about yourself. They will motivate you. They will challenge you to become a better person. My wife makes me want to be better. She does. I, I want to be better. There's so many things. When I'm around her, all my faults come out. <laughs> And I said, man, I need some changing, hallelujah. I need some changing, amen, hallelujah. They're, they're, I want to be better, amen. Uh, you know, we should make others around us better. I, at my job, I, may, I, I, I tell them, I'm here to make you better. And when they start cussing, I start beeping. Beep, 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 beep. And they know when I'm around them, you know, hey, Art's here. <laughs> you, can't, you can't cuss around here. Oh, I'm sorry, why? He'll beep you. <laughs> And now I got sinners beeping each other. <laughs> and I just sit back and laugh. Amen. <laughs> I made them better. We should be being able to make people better, church. And then there are those who just suck the life out of you. I mean, those are the ones you dread seeing them. Don't look at them right now. They make you feel worse about yourself, your situations, the ones that talk behind your back, I know there's nobody here that does that. What I'm saying, there are encouragers and there are discouragers. 
And the Bible is very clear that if we want to be fully committed with our walk with Christ, then we need to be fully committed with our friends. We need to be the encouragers to one another and in this body of Christ. Amen. We have to be here to make each other better. Can somebody say amen? In fact, the New Testament points out an example of a guy named Joseph. He was such a great friend and encourager, they gave him a nickname. In Acts chapter 4, 36, it says this, For instance, there was Joseph, one of the apostles nicknamed uh, Barnabas, which means son of encouragement. Come on, some of us had nicknames growing up. Some of us maybe still have nicknames. Nicknames define us. Here in Acts, Joseph was nicknamed Barnabas, son of encouragement. Joseph brought encouragement to the people. He brought encouragement to his friends. Uh, Joseph was the one that sold a piece of land and gave the money to the church in order to use that money to help people in need in the church. Joseph was the one that went on his first missionary trip with Paul. And the Bible says that he was such a great encourager that Paul invited him to the next trip. Come on. You ever went on a trip with somebody? And they never invited you again? <laughs> Man, where are we going again? Well, someday, you know. I didn't like that guy. <laughs> he, wasn't, he wasn't a pain. He wasn't nothing. Uh, come on. He was an encourage. He was a great help to Paul. He went on a trip. He said, man, I got to take this guy with me again. Uh, he was there. He encouraged me. He encouraged others. Amen. And that's what we ought to do. God wants us to be Barnabas. God wants us to be sons and daughters of encouragement to people, not discouragers. Let's look at three quick ways that we can be Barnabas, encouragers, or encouragers to people in our lives. Amen? Number one way to encourage or discourage people in our lives is through our words. The words that we speak, church. Proverbs chapter 18, 21 says, The tongue can bring death or life. The words can either be a tool, listen, to build up people or a weapon to tear them down. Come on, you have to ask yourself, and I don't want you to yell it out, but I want you to ask yourself and, and, and answer it in your mind, am, am I a tool or am I a weapon? Do I build up or do I tear down? See, Matthew chapter 12, 36 to 37 says this, and I tell you this, you must, say I must, you must give an account, listen, on judgment day for every idle word you speak. Your words will either acquit you or condemn you. Hallelujah. Come on. I want you to think this week. God bless you. I want you to think this week alone. Did you build up or did you tear down? What words? Are there some words that you say, man, I wish I can take that back? Come on, let's be honest. Come on, how, how are we during the week? Amen. Right now, we, we all good right now, huh? Oh, yeah. Praise the Lord, sister. God bless you. How were you before you got to church? How were you waking up this morning? How were you with your boss throughout the week? How were you with your coworkers? Family, kids, hallelujah. Come on. Come on, throughout the week, do you, did you build up or did you tear down? Did you encourage or did you discourage? He says, you will give an account on the day of judgment for every word, every word you speak. And you either be acquitted or you'll be condemned. See, Jesus said you either be justified or you'll be condemned by the words you speak. And Jesus also reminds us here that, that really what we say, listen, really reveals what's in your heart. Oh, I'm just playing. No, no, it came out of your lips. It came out of your heart. Come on, you're, that's not playing. No, 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 that's in your heart. And if it's in your heart still, then don't speak it. God changed my heart. 
Change my heart, God. I, I don't want to speak like that. I don't, I, don't want to, I don't want to talk that way. Come on, we're in an area that we got to watch what we say now. And we got to understand what's going on in our world today. And God's cleaning house with the way we speak to each other. It's really a cleaning of house, cleaning our mouths right now. And even in the church, the church is probably worse in the world. Come on, how we talk to each other. I think we're the only army that wounds each other. It's the truth, church. And there's things that we have to address. Those are things within our lives and that God wants to do inside. If we're all in, then we got to watch what we say. The words we speak are important, church. The Bible's very clear, amen, when it says in Luke, uh, from the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. You must allow the Holy Spirit, listen, to fill you with new attitudes and new motives. Then your speech, listen, will be cleansed of what comes out of your mouth. Come on, if you think bad, say things bad, God, clean my heart. Clean my heart. That's why I like that prayer of David, which I pray every single day. God, search my heart, oh God, and find any wrong motives, whatever's in my heart that's, that's not right and put me on the right path. Expose it that I can be better. Right? Jesus is here to make us better, right? God, make me better. God, I, I don't want to be like that. I don't want to think like that. And, and, and we all fall short, guys. Come on, even Paul says, is, is it me that, is it the sin or the sin in me? We all have sin within us. There's, there's things that are, that's going to be with us till, till Jesus comes back, church. But those are the things that we have to contain. And that's why we pray for the fruit of the Spirit. And the last part of the fruit of the Spirit is what? Self-control. Self-control. If you pray, God, give me some self-control, he'll control your lips. He'll control what you, need, what, what you say, amen. He'll help you. Hey, 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 don't say it. He already knows what's going to go. Okay, God. Come on, you know, you know you've been there. I Holy Spirit just taps me every time. He's a gentleman. He doesn't come and say, hey, he doesn't call me names. He just says, <laughs> like, ah. And when I do mess up, he's the first to say, you messed up. <laughs> and I say, oh, man, what I got to do? Call? Yep, call. <laughs> Babe? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. I want to be better. So he'll convict me like that. I won't stay. I won't ponder. I won't argue. Right when he comes, I like I, I blew it again, huh? Yep. You know what to do, son. And I just do what he, what I need to do. When you're fighting, no one really wins, church. You just got to stand and do what's right. Do the righteous thing in God. You know, everybody's trying to, who's right, who's wrong. No, what's the righteous thing to do? What is the right? What does God's word say to do? We're going by other opinions, and we need to stand on the Word of God. We need to stand on, on His truth, amen, because it's the truth that will set us free, church. So we need to give encouragement through our words. The second way is through acts of kindness. Come on, acts of kindness are a great way to give encouragement to a friend by a, a simple card. Here, sis, I was thinking about you. Boom. Ladies do that greatly. I never got a card from a guy. But you ladies, man, I see you guys get little cards and flowers. I'm like, man, I want to be a lady. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> no. No. Or an invitation to dinner. Hey, I'm in on that one. Come on, dinner. A cup of coffee. Serving them in an unexpected way. Let me ask you a question. When's the last time you show acts of kindness to a friend? If you got to think about it, it's been too long. When's the last time you just stepped out of the way and just thought of your friend and gave them something, a gift card or whatever? Third way you can encourage or show encouragement is by simply, listen, this one's a, one of the best ones. This is what my wife always wants. Listen to me. Listen to me. <laughs> 
Come on. The best way you can encourage a friend is by listening. Come on. Don't, don't, don't tune them out. Don't talk over them. Listen to them, church. Take time of listening to your friends. Shows that you care about them. Amen. And that encourages encourages uh, us. I need some water. Amen. I'm talking in tongues right now. <laughs> Come on, listening is the best way to encourage others. Is by listening to them. The question that you may have to ask yourself is this: Do you make time to listen to people in your life? 1 Thessalonians 5.11 says, So encourage each other, build each other up, just as you're already doing. Church, we need to be a Barnabas, amen. We need to be an encourager to one another, amen. We need to be sensitive to those that need encouragement. That is what God wants us to be, amen. Committed to our friends, to our brothers and sisters. Encouragement helps push others through the pain and pushes them to the finish line. Ain't that the goal? Is to cross that finish line? Your encouragement can help friends push forward and get closer to that line, church. I'm here to push people to the line. And for some, I'll kick. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hey. Brothers need real love. Hallelujah. Brothers need real love. Girls, you guys have you guys have your own way of doing things. But us men, come on, bro. Get up. Get up. Let's go forward. Come on. We need some tough love sometimes. I mean, there's times that we cuddle them and baby them. Amen. But there are times that, brother, come on. Get up. You know what to do. Let's go forward. Amen. We, we need to be men. We need to be women. Amen. We need to just help each other to the finish line. Another action to be fully committed with friends is to... Hang out. Hang out. Do activities inside as well as outside the church. Go have some fun, church. Come on, we've been locked down too long, amen. Come on. You guys are going shopping and going everywhere else. You can hang out. Hallelujah. Come on, you can go hang out, amen. Forget about the work and forget about problems and go have some fun, amen. I'm going to have some fun after church with somebody, amen. I'm going to meet somebody. We're going to have lunch today, amen. You know, I'm just going to go, amen. Come on. It'll make someone smile. It'll make you smile. Where are you going? Home. <laughs> Lockdown. <laughs> Go out. There's some restaurants open. There's some things that you can do. There are no excuses. You can even take a trip to the mountains. A lot cooler up there. Not too far away. Come on. Do you know how most women connect with other people? Women, help me out. How do women connect? Coffee. Talking. Come on. They, they, they got words. Through words, amen. Through verbal communication. They talk. Men, on the other hand, it's through activities. <laughs> and eating is an activity. <laughs> Come on, men, do it together by watching the game together, man. Watching the Golden Knights, hallelujah. Come on, bowling, spray, playing sports, eating, amen. Men, don't have many words. How's it? Go team, you know. We're, we're simple, amen. We don't, need, we don't need much. So, guys, listen, guys, listen. I'm going to help you guys. Guys, you need to listen to... to, to to women, you need to listen to your woman. We need to listen, and women need to share activities with, with the men, with your husbands. Not with men, with husbands. Hallelujah. <laughs> Pastor said, hey, you want to hang out with me? <laughs> no, that's not what I meant. That's not what I meant, amen. You know what I mean? We need to listen. Men need to listen, and women need to... Get involved with activities, amen. Make it more fun. Ecclesiastes chapter 8, verse 15 says this. So I recommend having fun because there is nothing better for people in this world than to eat, drink, and enjoy life. That way they, may, they will experience some happiness along with the hard work that God gives them under the sun. Come on, somebody. Long week, amen. Come on, hang out and relax. 
It's the best thing. Amen. God says this. This is in his word. Amen. We need to go eat, drink, be happy, enjoy life. I'm not talking drink, drink. No drink, drink. You know what I'm talking about. Don't, don't. That, that's, oh, it says drink, Pastor. I can have a drink. No, it does, does not say that. You know what I mean. I'll show you other scriptures you want. Amen. Hallelujah. But go, go enjoy. Go enjoy each other. Have a meal. Amen. Praying, listen, praying is an action in being fully committed. If you are a prayer, you are committed. You're all in. Come on, if you are praying, if you're a prayer warrior, come on, that shows that you are committed. Amen. Prayer is one of the most personal and meaningful action in being fully committed with a friend. To tell a friend, I'm going to pray for you, or, or I've been praying for you, amen, or I'm praying for your marriage, amen, I'm praying for your job, I'm praying for a healing, amen, I'm praying for that situation, amen, or your finances, amen. These are ways showing that you're committed to a friend is through prayer. See, God promises that when we pray for somebody, that his presence and power come upon that situation. That our prayers make a difference. Listen, our prayers, say my prayers. Our prayers make a difference in people's lives. They make a difference. They make a difference. They know that there's power of prayer. There are co-workers that are not saved and they come to me. Can you pray for me? Because they know there's prayers powerful. And they come they, and they come and they say, well, God knows you better than me. <laughs> you got a connection with him. But, but they, they know there's power in prayer. They, 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 they understand that there's power for prayer. Can you pray for me? Can, you know, can you pray for my family that just lost someone or whatever the situation is? They know that there's power in prayer. Apostle Paul is one of the best praying friends. Amen. Uh, one of his best praying friends, he says right here in Romans chapter 1, 9, it says, God knows how often I pray for you night and day. I bring you and your needs in prayer to God. Prayer. Paul was a prayer warrior. Paul was a friend. Paul was an encourager. He was committed. He was all in. Amen. He just didn't go to church and leave church. He says, I'll pray for you. Here, your concerns were his concerns. Amen. Uh, we need to be concerned for each other, church. Uh, we need to, so once in a while, say, how's it going? What can I lift up in prayer for you? We need prayer. I love the time that we were shut down. Amen. And, and uh, my job was closed down for a couple months. And, and me and my wife were home, and we became a prayer team. And we started asking people in the morning. Our prayer was from 9 to 10. And send us your request. And we'll pray for you. We'll come in agreement. What's your needs? What you want? Uh, you know, whatever it is. And me and my wife will pray uh, for ourselves and each other. Amen. And then we bring the needs together. And, and, and we start to look in our, our Facebook. And, and it was a lot of family asking. And other people and, and, uh, from our, our fellowship or whoever's in the Facebook world would just join in. Can you pray for this? Holy Ghost is falling over there. Hallelujah. It's just the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. But we're praying. What are your needs? Feels good. When someone asks you, what can I pray for? And I can tell you, it doesn't feel good when no one asks. What you need? What can I pray for? See, you cannot assume of someone that you think is strong doesn't need prayer. Because we all need prayer. We assume that certain people in certain positions don't need prayer, but we all need prayer. I would text or call my pastor back home. What can I pray for? For you. Now we pray for clarity and direction and navigation for us. I lift up my brothers and sisters, all my co-pastors out there, and I would call them and I would say, what can I pray for you? Because I want to lift up people. They're pastors, but they need prayer. We've got to lift up each other, church. Pray for each other. It's a way of committing 
It's important to pray for friends, especially those friends that are not saved. Prayers that would draw that person to God Himself. Which leads me to the last action to commit with friends. Last one, share your faith. If you really want to commit with friends, you need to pursue opportunities to talk to them about God. A real friend prays and looks for opportunities to share about their faith. Not just being judgmental. Hello. Not hounding them with words, amen, but, but sharing your faith, sharing your testimony, encouraging them with the word of God. When's the last time you shared your testimony? When's the last? This is the greatest opportunity to share the gospel. There are so many people discouraged out there. This is the best time to encourage them, amen. This is the best time to share your faith. This is the best time, amen, to tell them what God is doing in your life, amen. This is the best time that no matter, though it's dark out there, there's a light in front of me, amen. This is the best time to say in the midst of darkness, light shines, hope comes, amen. Jesus is still alive, amen. This is the best time to say Jesus is coming back. It's time to get our lives together. What can I pray for you about share your testimony it begins by doing four things just be a good friend come on we know what bad friends look like let's be a good friend let your friend uh, come on uh, know that you're a Christian do, do your friends know that you're even a Christian are you a secret agent Christian Do they know you're a Christian, brother? Pastor, I'm being secret right now. No one knows. Come on, let your friends know you're a Christian. Pray for them. Pray for them. And be ready. There you go. Prayer is the key. Prayer, sharing, testimony, all that. Starts by a little conversation. You know, my, the co-workers that were coming to church at one time started by me sharing my faith, sharing my testimony. Well, now we're praying for them because they're not back in church, but we're praying for them. But, but they know God now. I said they know God now. We can't force people, church. All we can do is share. And, and there are moments and times, and they know when, they're, when, when something happens in their life, they know who to call to, and they know where to come to, church. Share your faith. That's why we have to be a good testimony. Just like the things I said before, we've got to watch our actions, because if we say we're a Christian, and then we're saying things that are not Christian, then we're painting a wrong, wrong example of who our church is. And let me tell you, you keep inviting them, they won't come. And you're wondering, why don't they come? They don't like you. <laughs> you are a fake. You're a hypocrite. It's real. You know what? There's no love there. And really, where I'm at and you're at, there's no difference. So why should I go to church? Church, we've got to check ourselves. Let me tell you, that shutdown, those two months of shutdown, I was doing some soul searching in my life. And I realized there was a lot of stuff that God needed to get rid of. And I got closer to God, and I, I, I repented. I ain't ashamed. I repented. I said, God, I want to be right. God, I know you're coming soon, and, and there's some things in my life that I need to change. And, and, and things that, that, that I should change in my ways of talking, even though they're they're not serious. They're coming out of my mouth. So there's, there's something in there. So I need to change something, God. And that got me on my knees. And I started just asking God and praying and seeking him. And, man, it was the best time with God. Amen. And I'm having the best time right now because he's brought me back in. Sometimes we can get busy for God without God in it. Come on, we do God things, but God's not even in it. <laughs> We're doing good things. And God says, you know, I didn't, I want calling you right here. We talk about him, but we don't spend time with him. We, we need to spend time with the Father.
We need to make time with him and know his word that we can help us and, and sustain us in the times that we're in church. And this is, we got to talk our faith. Share the love of Christ. I, I don't know how many times that when I share the testimony of my wife and our lives that it touches marriages, even today. And there's times where I go minister at another place and I'll simply just share a little testimony of ours and it hits somebody in the audience. And they'll come to me because now I just gave them hope for their spouse. Share your testimony, church, because you never know who you touch. They're in need. They need to hear it. They need to hear that to give them hope or give someone that you they know hope, church. Be ready to talk about your faith. First Peter chapter, chapter 3, verse 15 to 16, it says, And if someone asks you about your hope as a believer, always be ready to explain it. But do it in a gentle way and with respect, a respectful way. Gentle and respectful way. Come on, don't, don't go off on people with the Word of God, church. So many people get turned off by that by the church. You've got to share the love of God and just share truth. Share your faith, church. And commit yourself with friends. I'm going to close today. Amen. Let's engage with our friends by putting yourself in a position to meet new people. Be the encouragers that will share your, your testimony, your, your, your life. Amen. Come on, go out and share activities together. Pray for each other and share your faith. Share your faith. We need to be fully committed with our walk with God, church. Fully committed with our church. And fully committed with our friends. Amen? And as we do this, church, as we start to do that, and those were the messages I minister, committed with our walk with God, committed to the church, now committed with friends. And when you start to do that, church, then you're starting to show that you're all in. Amen? Praise the Lord. Let's all stand up.